Hi everyone, welcome back to Prevention Nation. Where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. I'm Caitlin Wagenfield. And I'm Roy Letts. Welcome back to Prevention Nation. It's Roy here with Caitlin. And uh, wow, Caitlin, what are we doing? We're doing a year-end review? Yeah, our year-end review. Yeah. 2023. 2023. So I'm going to... I can't even, I, I mean, I, right before we started recording, I asked, is it 2023? I, yeah, it's a struggle. Sometimes I still count things from like 2019. I'm like, oh yeah, 2019 was like a year ago, but it wasn't. Wow. You saying that just reminds me of, and this is how, um, this is how date I am, dated I am with the Gen X, uh, stuff and the memes and the gifts and everything. But <clears throat> I definitely still operate when people say 20 years ago. Or like 40 years ago. Or no, hold on. This is it. When people say the 1980s, I think it's like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, 20, 1980s was just 20 years ago. But it was 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, God, that makes me feel so bad. But it was 40 years ago. And then when I see, and that just that just kills me. And then when I also see like the little memes that like the difference between now and the 80s was similar to the difference of the 80s to like the 30s and I'm telling you, in the 1980s, when I saw images of the 1930s, late 30s, early 40s, which would be about 40 years difference, um, I thought those people were, <laughs> I thought they were like ancient, like historical figures that were just like, I just don't even know. I couldn't even, I couldn't even in 1982, I couldn't even relate in my brain to what a person in 1942 was living, like coming out of the Great Depression and the, and the World Wars and the, and like... I couldn't even relate to that. And that's literally the difference between the 1980s and right now. Well, because you say that, like, if you think about media right now, they're making a lot of TV and movies that are, like, taking place in the 80s. Do you feel like that's an honest depiction or, like, a weird characterization? You know, it's funny that you ask that. I think they're weird characterizations. Yeah. <clears throat> because the reality is, just the way you ask that the reality is that in 1980 like it looks like everything i look at of you know costumes halloween costumes what it looked mm -hmm. like in the 1980s or yeah like these depictions of now you know when it says 1983 in the movie and, and it's like flashing being, to the mall and everything yeah, neon like i mean don't get me wrong some of it's pretty relevant some of it yeah mall culture was huge mall culture was huge arcades were huge um, but it was also just depends on, I don't know. A lot of it's done very stereotypical because yeah. back then we were just still living our lives. We were just, like, I wasn't thinking like me riding my bike, you know, across town to the local mall was iconic. This it was is the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, this is the eighties. Look at me riding my bike. Right. No, it was just, it's just, it was just our life day to day. I mean, it's no more than you think your life is iconic right now, but 40 years from now, they're going to look back and have movies about what it was like in the 19 or 2020s. It's probably not going to feel anything like it actually feels today. I always say this about like the Y2K, how everybody's like, oh my God, what? that's so Y2K. And it's like maybe like Paris Hilton's version of Y2K. Yeah. But me in Ohio, Y2K was very different. Yeah. I mean, I was just born, but like Y2K fashion thinking like 2000 to like 2009. Mm -hmm. I was not dressing cute. I love Y2K fashion. I wear it a lot now, but it doesn't match what I actually wore with my like Blue's Clues like sweatsuit. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is all whose lens we're talking about. And to be honest with you, like the 1980s, 
the jeans weren't all that great. I don't know what people are doing. I don't know why some of that stuff's coming back. Put those mom jeans away. What is going on with those? I love the mom jeans. <laughs> oh, no. With the pleated front and stuff. Oh, oh well, gosh. not that. Just the cut of them. Because yeah. the cut is more flattering. Uh, I get it. I, I, I guess I get it. But, but like, pleated, oh. get rid of that. Yeah. That's out. Super high waist. I'm into that. Yeah. Okay, I'm see, I'll that. tell you. I don't know, man. But I have... Yeah. I have a very naturally high waist. Yeah. So when I have high-waisted jeans, my, like the waist actually hits me where it's supposed to. Yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. So for me, I'm like, this is great. But like, I mean, even if you just go like five years younger than me, they're going to like the low rise. Not even low rise. It's mid rise. Low rise was actually like Y2K, like yeah. Paris Hilton. Like you basically saw like their hip bones, but mm-hmm. mid rise is really in and you will not catch me in mid rise. No, no. You look like a square. <laughs> look like it's going to look like SpongeBob. Yep. <laughs> okay. Right on. Well, yeah. So rather than our just our, you know, um, the last 40 years in review, we're just going to focus on this one year in review. A lot right? easier. <clears throat> yeah. It's a lot easier to narrow down what we've done in this one year. Well, is it? Since 1980s. What's that? Is it for you? <laughs> no, not much. Not much. It's still going to be challenging. So that's why I'm going to call on your, your fresh perspective and fresh eyes into this industry. Because essentially, this year in review starts almost with you yeah february well january i started interviewing here correct and i was saying that it did take forever for me to get hired what took so long yeah um yeah. so i started i am not to blame for that so i, I think it was january 9th i actually got a snapchat memory i said i was in the parking lot like i had two interviews that day i was like first interview done yeah. interview was Ooh, other- two interviews who did you interview who else uh, which i had actually accepted Whoa. Because you guys took so long. You were so glad. And then I declined. Yeah. I reached back out and said, actually, I have another offer. I think it's going to fit my future career planning a little bit better. Yeah, and mental health plan. <laughs> and my mental health plan, for sure. So, Absolutely. yeah, February 21st or 22nd, that's when I started here. So prior to you coming in, really all that was happening um, was we were saying goodbye to Shelby um and uh correct yeah Yeah. saying goodbye to shelby and i was learning the power high school program and implementing that until you could get in and take over so yeah that started like week two for me week two we were at springboro together and my third week i was teaching by myself yeah because you had such a good trainer so um an excellent trainer (laughs) um yeah, so up to that point, we were um, we were just coming in back from winter break of 2022. So our Power Up um, was elementary program was kicking in again. Our Power Junior High was kicking in again. Our, our Power High School. So all of our uh, school-based inter- our prevention uh, activities were already being implemented again. Um, yeah, so then you came in and what? You just learned Power Up and... Where, where did we close out that school year? It was just with all of our school-based programming, correct? Yeah, so we closed out with that, but we also started, there's an overlap period where we started planning for prevention in the park. Correct. Which sounds wild that we started planning for that just like a month and a half after I started here. Yeah, which was very strategic from us the year before. We planned prevention in the park almost week to week going into that first year, and it was so stressful. So this year when you were getting on, when you came in, we just were on board with like, how do we start prepping for this early enough so that we have at least a few of the weeks, the six weeks strategized? Yeah. And stuff? I think we had everything for the first three weeks ordered before we started. Mm-hmm. And we had the plan for what we wanted to do for all the rest of the weeks. 
We just had to do the ordering pretty much from week to week is what happened at the end. Yeah. So at the end of that school year, we were doing lots of prep for closing out our school-based programs, doing lots of prep for our prevention of the park. I was closing out my first year with um, our Brain Juice podcast, the youth podcast, uh, saying goodbye to Ava and Matt as they were leaving or, you know, ending the school year. I thought at that point, um, I knew Ava was a senior, so I thought she was going to be graduating and leaving, but I thought Matt would be coming back. But Matt ultimately left um, Warren County Career Center. I'm not sure what he was doing, and uh, we've had minimal contact since, but he was a junior at that time, so he's doing his senior year somewhere else. So I was closing out my brain juice with those two and looking at creating a whole new brain juice with uh, like two or, well, at that point, two new podcasters, ultimately, once we got into that school year, it became three, but we can get there in a minute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, prevention in the park. What we, was that like for you? We did so much this summer. Yeah. I said my summer flew by because I felt like I was living from week to week to week because I had gone on vacation and yeah. gotten back the day before the first week of prevention in the park. That's right. Yeah. So it was my first year doing prevention in the park and I was like fresh off of vacation. It was so fun. I love prevention in the park. It was kind of slow at first at Franklin Community Park. Yeah. But by the end of the summer, we had hundreds of kids there. Yeah. So so to to that point, yeah, our first year doing Prevention Park, we were strictly at Armco Park. This year, we expanded into Franklin Community Park yeah. um, through Public Works up there. So, yeah. And we did have some struggles. They were working on building a play... Playground. Yeah, the playground. So it was under construction. Which means that there weren't that many kids there. But as soon as it opened, we, oh had, my we had a great summer. Yeah, we were just going over there and pulling kids from the playground and bringing them to our, our, our activities. So. I think it was Animal Week was the first week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. with Shannon. Yeah, who doesn't want to come over and see, like, the snakes and the turtles and all that stuff that she had, so... Yeah, and then our show for kindness was... It was great this year. I think we had, what, 110 kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And multiple community partners, so many different games. It was a really great summer for that. So what was your impression of Safe on Main at that point? Like, what was your impression of your choice to take employment here instead of that? Um, I loved it. I thought it was the best decision I had ever made. So obviously coming from an intervention background, I was used to managing chaos every day. Right. I know. Um, for our holiday party we had, we had you had that mug that said chaos coordinator. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, that's how I felt in my last job. I didn't want that mug because I don't feel that way here. It's okay. not as chaotic. Yeah. Right? So even though sometimes we have a lot going on, it's always pretty well organized. Right. So I like that. I like that it's organized. I When I'm not doing this, I'm a dance teacher. So working with kids, working with kids of different ages, teaching was not new to me. So I liked getting to use that aspect every single day and connecting with youth um, in a way that wasn't um, life or death because sometimes intervention services felt like that. Right. Yeah, so I was having a great time. Well, in a time. lot of cases, it is sometimes. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the severity, the magnitude of that kind of work is, it is really heavy. Sometimes it is the difference between, you know, the risk uh, factors for life and death, so. Yeah, so coming to work, especially in the summertime when it was like, we were working, but it really felt like we were playing. We were doing a lot of stuff with kids. We were doing a lot of fun activities. So I remember posting, that's also when TikTok launched, right? When right. Permission in the Park started. So I got to start doing those short form videos for us. And my yeah, friend, we're dancing out in the front yard by the road. Yeah, yep. and my friends were seeing what I was doing at work, and they were like, what do you do at work? You have the best job ever. And I was like, I do have the best job ever. Okay, that begs the question, because <clears throat> um, we've, we've toiled with this a lot. How, how do you, you know, when we go to uh, hire somebody for that position, we we don't 
How do you describe it? I mean, you're not a teacher. You do teaching, though. You're not a preschool teacher, but we do work very with preschool. Some preschool age. You're not a city planner, event coordinator, but you're doing all of those. You're planning, you know, uh, different parts of the community, different work that we're doing in community, community level stuff, but individual. I mean, you're you're doing marketing. You're also social media content coordinator. You're. I mean, like, how do you describe that in a job description? I always say that there's two halves to my job. Okay. And then the first half is education. Right, so I'm going into the schools and I'm teaching high schoolers about healthy relationships, all red flags, green flags, all of that stuff. Because that is very much, if you think about my weekly breakdown, half of my job is that. And then the other half is all of that other stuff, which I always say it goes back on my communications degree, the stuff that I learned through college for that. So social media, marketing, event planning, that's the other half. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's definitely... uh... So definitely a job that has pulls from a lot of skill sets. I for think. sure, I, I agree. But to me, I also have a communications degree, so I I couldn't agree with you more that I think that's been it's never in my career been more relevant to my work than at this job. So okay, so here we are, prevention in the park, all these fun activities with kids, teaching about kindness. We do the stroll for kindness event at the end of summer, um, and then what does it look like? What's the yeah? Well, summer's wrapping up and. Here, it was a really weird time because our executive director was leaving. Mm-hmm. So we were interviewing oh my our goodness. executive director. Yeah, we sure were. Yeah. yeah. Um, we now, that happened in September that she left. Yeah, that's when Jane left. Okay, so I was already back in school at that point. So I'm going to bring it back a little bit farther. Yeah, so we were interviewing for executive director. We were wrapping up our stroll for kindness. Oh. Oh my goodness, it feels like so long ago. It does. And we were doing our curriculum reviews. Yes. So we were starting to revamp for the school year. And at that point, we had a couple different candidates coming in for executive director. I know there was one that we thought we were going to have, and then he pulled out. Mm-hmm. And then they reached out to Dorico again. Yeah. Now we have him, and he's wonderful. Um, I feel like there's just been so much change around here recently. Yeah, I would agree, because I think... Um in in returning back to school this year like you said building up to did a curriculum review and everything in the and but i would say since september to now december these last few months we've not only we've not only changed our executive leadership here at the agency so jane who's been here for a long time i mean she's gone and we have a new you know new executive leadership the organizational restructuring has been this consistent ongoing Mm -hmm. conversation so we see things moving a lot of moving parts we've not only um uh, been going through all that but we've also developed expanded my youth internship with the broad with the podcasters from now three kids there but we've expanded that into internships across through our youth engagement project so now we have uh, multiple interns how many do you know how many we have four we have four actual interns long-term internships not to mention however many other student school projects the senior projects and things going on but we have a full youth engagement, uh, engagement project with internships so we've done that um we're developing a community meeting for next month we already held a summit we you know because we this year in review we couldn't do our annual summit the way we ought have done traditionally at 
Rivers Crossing because of busing issues. So Warren County, still transportation issue, issues. You can't get kids to learning opportunities and things. Um, so instead, we brought it to Bishop Fenwick. They piloted a, a singular school uh, summit. Um, now it looks like Franklin wants to replicate that. Um, so we changed a ton. I mean, how, how we work with youth, why we work with youth, how we work in the community, and how our new leadership has us working. I mean, oh my gosh. And our social media has blown oh up. Oh my goodness, yes. You, like, oh my gosh, with the, with the TikToks, those are awesome. Yeah, definitely getting that student engagement. Not even part of the YEP project, but just the classrooms that I'm going into, the schools are allowing us to film TikToks with whatever students are willing to do that participating. Yeah. So that's kind of helped dri- like drive some traffic to our social media platforms. Absolutely. Yeah. Good grief. What else? What? Oh, this year I started um, in Franklin, I started um, the paths class. So uh, in lieu of in-school suspension, I'm working with kids um, who are going through getting referrals through, you know, classroom misbehavior or hall room or wherever it misbehavior in the school, uh, rather than in-school suspension, they're coming to pass class. It's a three-day program. I start that, I lead that off every Tuesday um, where we work on um, respect, tolerance, and belonging. That's one of my topics. And I do you know three hours with them. Um, and then Fridays, Megan and I are doing the ROAR class up in Franklin Junior High, um, where we are working on the SPIF techniques for identifying problems, developing solutions, and then evaluating uh, the implementation of the programs that we implement implement. So, yeah, we're we're moving through those things. Anything else? I mean, what else could we possibly be doing? We have so much going on. Um, I mean, we talked about our community meeting that we've been planning. That's not until January. But what else is what else is coming next year? Oh my goodness! We've done so much this year, but I know with how much we've expanded, I know we were talking about we're doing even more next year. We are. Well, I mean, that kind of brings up a source, a sore spot for me, though. Like one of the things that we kind of said mostly goodbye to this year was my power up sixth grade program. Um, and, and, and justifiably and rightly so. I mean, um, we had the passage of Aaron's Law this last year. And it's changed the way <clears throat> that we're teaching sexual violence in schools. Absolutely. It changed that landscape. Um, it, it allows one of our um, community partners, the Child Advocacy Center, uh, to go in and implement some prevention strategies around um, child abuse, child sexual abuse. Um, really for those like what, K through sixth <clears throat> grades? K through sixth, yep. And that because it was the K through sixth, um, it fulfilled the the standards that, power, that made power up not necessary anymore. Now one school, Waynesville, continued with both. Um, that's fantastic. And maybe power up will have a resurgence one day. Um, yeah. But for right now, uh, some of our community partner community partners are benefiting from that their skills and knowledge and education yeah. and training so imparting that to the schools making kids safer and thank goodness for them um but we in saying goodbye to that um i think next year for me specifically um we were just working on it this morning i think there's some real opportunities for strategic development for community mobilization for some really cool projects that i have in works um i think for internships what does it have next year have in store for internships well so Two of our student interns this year are seniors, so they'll be graduating in May. Yeah. And I think that opens up the opportunity to have even more. Um, we even talked to Dorico. He was talking about partnering with Ohio Means Jobs, maybe have some student interns kind of coming through that 
that any area, way we can yeah. uh yeah collaborate with josh heisel uh, that that would yeah. make me happy so um so i know that's kind of on the student internship front but just expanding our opportunities for student engagement mm-hmm. so when i first talked about this student internship program it wasn't until my teaching like season was almost over right so um lincoln one of our amazing student interns he was at my second to last school yeah and was it two of them were in they were already doing a yep project through kings um, that we were doing with their women's and literature class um and then our one has been like a long-term you know partner with us so she's been working with us since she was part of TAC. yeah um was always looking to do more she helps with us all summer at prevention in the park she's always been that um kind of our our golden standard of what we wanted a student intern to be absolutely yeah. so really bringing her in was great but i think next year especially since i'll be able to market it to students we're mm-hmm. gonna have more engagement maybe not student interns but student volunteers which is we're trying to get more into yeah absolutely yeah so that's exciting but we it also is exciting. with all this work that we're talking about our team's also expanding yeah it is expanding it's expanding a lot <laughs> yeah um, so I think we're hoping to get one more person. Can we talk about this? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know why not. I mean, we're looking at, uh, yeah, I mean. Hiring yeah. one more prevention coordinator for the prevention team here at Safe on Main. Yeah, I mean, we need it. We need it. We do, for sure. And then kind of putting people into different roles where they fit a little better. I know we talked about, you know, I do a lot of the communication stuff. So that's kind of like my niche, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Here's um, just the community mobilization yeah yeah, community efficacy so hopefully that's going to work into uh, some work as well yeah and abby's strengths uh looking at she's going to do some excellent training from dr sandra otegra which i'm so excited that we get to Mm -hmm. collaborate with her again this year through our odh uh grant um she's an amazing evaluator so hopefully she's going to help strengthen abby in those areas and so we can create some really good evaluative processes i think we've talked a lot about um building some sort of because we're becoming such a multi-dimensional program uh, or system I should say with multiple programs I think we're looking at creating some system uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for some um, processes yeah some processes developing some sort of yeah processes um, operational definitions and mm-hmm. and yeah stuff like that so yeah I think next year and then I mean it's then still it's all the same same usual suspects too. We're still going to do prevention in the park. We're still, still going to do Starbucks stroll. Still going to be in the schools. We're still like those things aren't going They'll away. Will never change. <laughs> um, yeah. So, huh? It's been a really great year. Yeah. I'm it's excited. Scary though. It's tough. It's been a tough year, right? Yeah. Not in a bad way, tough, but like change can <clears> be <throat> scary, and I think especially with how many like roles have been shifting around. Because not only did we, you know, lose Jane, gain Dorico, we had our volunteer coordinator retire oh karen i know it's sad and she did so much for us so we're trying to currently working on how we're filling that hole and it has been hard and you know people have to take on like different responsibilities that we haven't before but i think it just shows that our agency we will grow and adapt and change with whatever is thrown at us i couldn't agree more and that's uh i think for our listeners to look forward to um in january we're going to report out so from our uh, from our youth summit at Bishop Fenwick, we're, we're going to report out, uh, out on our speed prevention report, our speed prevention data. We're going to report out on um, 
do this podcast in January of our um, community meeting, what that's going to look like, how that uh, turns out. <clears throat> and I think we have, um, in our mission and vision, we have human trafficking uh, as an issue and area of concern. Right now, um, uh, me and uh, Geraldine here are going through the beginning stages of a um, needs assessment, looking at addressing what are the risk contributors and risk factors um, here existing in Warren County? What is the need for, if any at all, for some sort of task force or uh, what that work is gonna look like around trafficking? Um, we'll give some data and updates on that because it's looking a little differently than we anticipated so far in the needs assessment. Um, so, you know, I think there's some really cool information, really cool direction that uh, this 2024 has in store for us. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So take care of yourselves. And we hope that all of you have a very happy and safe holiday and, uh, and then uh, an exciting new year to look forward to. Thanks so much.